Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Yes, you go. Hey, man. You're looking good, man. You're looking, um, I like this, you're, you had a little shave. Yeah, yeah, I tried to fade my beard, but I end up looking like a sort of a, a cat. Yeah, yeah. Like a Chicago sort of a racist traffic cop. Yeah, that eats, uh, that gets a burger in a foil, eats half of it, chucks it in the bin because he's got a call through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's not worried about his uh, sort of calorie intake. No. He's no. living. Yeah, yeah. And he's angry at everyone because of it subconsciously. Yeah, he just thinks yeah. he's unfortunate. He eats the same as Mendez, but Mendez is Hispanic <laughs> with great genes. Yeah. Oh, shout out Mendez. Oh, hey, listen, man. Um, I'm very excited for this guest today, man. How are you? Oh, big time. Are you? Oh, yeah. I'm... I'm so excited. My hands are clammy. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. You could you could make some sort of um some sort of homemade glue from them from the juice from your hands. <laughs> my sweat is so thick. Yeah, in the palm of my hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. Today's guest is someone very special. It is. Yeah. Straight out of our ancestral comedic bloodline. Mm, straight from the slums of Shaolin. Yeah. Straight from the source. Yeah. Yeah. Some would say that I've known him for the last twelve years of my life. And and that you've practically grown up with him. Yeah, I was, I was born with him. Yeah, and guess what? They'd be right in saying so. And guess how I'm spelling the word right? Oh, come on. With a W, because he's a writer, yeah? Yeah. But not only that, he's the only man that's skilled enough to play the highest level Wiggy mess. Oh. The Wiggiest of all messes. Yeah. Yeah? The multi-talented, emotionless genius, one third of the Stampede Brothers, it's Stephen Stamp. Bish out of bish out of bish out of shout. This is nothing more than an intro. Here he is in the flesh, mm. man like Steve. How you doing? I'm honoured to be seeing behind the oh, scenes. You're, you're welcome, man. Be part of it. Fully involved. We're um, we're probably going to be t- talking to you like we don't know you at parts, but just pretend. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like whenever we do something sort of staged or like on literally on a stage or like a you know, like that documentary yeah. we did recently yeah. that yeah. like 
it always feels really weird and sort of serious <laughs> we're pretending yeah. to talk to each other yeah yeah so i'm gonna make it not like that yeah yeah because they say it always feels like we're on some weird podcast and now we are on a weird podcast exactly exactly but what i love about this one right and because i don't obviously do many podcasts or anything but what I like about this is that there's no the level the bar's so low because you've literally you've called it chatting shit. So you can't nobody's expecting yeah. anything good. And if if you try and say something too profound, it's almost like a bit weird because it's like you're you're chatting shit. So you're sort of belittling the yeah. thing that you're trying to get deep about. Yeah, and in a way it's like we're too intelligent to to be profound. Do you know what I mean? Because that's yeah. a given. It's nice to just relax and chat shit mm. for once a week because yeah. other it's just yeah, it's the, yeah. There's that other podcast, the other podcast you're working on, which is really amazing yeah. and political. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found yeah. theories of the third kind. <laughs> <laughs> Different outfits as well. Really smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All just roll necks and suits. Yeah. And the other podcast. Yeah. This one's more like. Uh, Top top half tracksuit, yeah. bottom half naked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I went for anyway. <laughs> Using um, Domino's garlic dip as an ashtray. That's the, <laughs> that's the yeah. vibe of this yeah. podcast. This is the this is the Domino's dip ashtray of yeah. the podcast world. Yeah, that's quite a good quote actually. I like that. Yeah, it's a good ashtray. You're welcome, Hugo. Can you write that down? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll remember it. Also, is it? Comp- have you washed it out first? Yeah, or does no, the garlic residue not. hit the end of the split? Yeah, no, it's wash it out. Yeah. When you want to, when you want to put it out, then it it helps put <laughs> yeah. it out as well, effectively. Yeah. And it's almost yeah. like a garlic yeah. incense for the last bit of smoke. It's like a <laughs> like a sealant, you know, like seal the top of the zoo. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Do you know what the the fire service would be up for that? I feel like it's a safe way to <laughs> yeah, putting yeah. out your cigarettes or. or What's or that in the bottom smoking? of the ashtray? Is that? Oh, it's garlic and herb dip dispenser. It's just <laughs> stops house what fires. You, is is that because do you listen to the chat and shit podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that's not even that's not even one of the actual Domino's dip. No, I made my own uh, garlic mayonnaise and put it in the bottom <laughs> of my actual ashtray. Good as as a safety measure. I whipped up an aioli because I'm really into cooking as well. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe what's in the fire extinguisher. Hot sauce. <laughs> this fire stings. Yeah. <laughs> it's making me hungry. It smells of hot mayo. This fire is really burning me, but it smells banging. <laughs> like a fire blanket soaked in barbecue sauce. Just, a of, just like a weird condiment. I'm taking it too far now. <laughs> Pouring ketchup over your head because it's fireproof. <laughs> <laughs> the fireman turns up and goes, did you go for the ketchup? Yeah, good, yeah. well done. A lot of people go for the ten tomatoes and it doesn't work. <laughs> thank thank God for the Chat and Shit podcast and the knowledge yeah. that they're spreading. <laughs> Talking of the Chat and Shit podcast, um, you're on it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I know, I know. As I said, yeah, as I said, obviously, we know what you've been up to, but um, how has uh, lockdown and everything been for you, man? Uh, it's quite a weird one, isn't it? I feel like I should have some sort of a uh, stand-up routine response to this by now. But uh, yeah, that's what we want. I don't. Yeah, that's what you want. Oh, like you one to... little story. Yeah, some sort of snappy anecdote yeah. that sums it all up. Yeah. On a well-crafted, um, 
well-crafted Jonathan Ross story with a real heavy on the semi lie. Yeah. Yeah. Legs crossed halfway through sort of uh, getting (laughs) into it. Uh, No, but I, I don't know really. It's been, it's been like a year now. Yeah. I know. Which is insane. So like, well, that's why it's a weird question to even ask because we've been we started this podcast in the first lockdown and yeah. I thought by now we'd all be in you know what I mean sitting in the studio together. So it's, like, it's still it's still relevant that question, which is yeah. Mad. It's I've been through waves of like at first it was kind of nice because everything got cancelled and I like kind of enjoyed the fact that mm. it just everything became so simple and I love that. Like I love just having a simple sort of uh, existence and like the the fact that I didn't even have any sort of social pressures or any work pressures or like I still had enough to get on with but it was like a sort of I was relieved of all of the like uh I don't know yeah pressures basically but yeah like the external pressures and I guess like because usually you'd be you'd have all these deadlines but you'd be juggling it juggling it with trying to have a social life as well yeah, and you always feel guilty if you don't see people enough and you don't... Uh, yeah. well, now now you feel like you're doing a good thing by not seeing people. You're like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm being really... Uh, Isolating. I'm a real big fan of the NHS, so I can't come out. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't see you. Uh, but yeah. then, oh, well, that's fine. That's fine. Well, how about we just do a Zoom party later? Oh, my internet's down. Yeah. 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 I don't want to overdo the Zoom as well because that could create then, yeah, issues and then, and then yeah. again it might have a knock-on effect on the nhs somehow you never know yeah. yeah they used to say smoking was fine for you in the 50s years later you find do you know what i mean yeah. so it's like i don't know with zoom a <laughs> lot of wi-fi radiation at the moment yeah. trying to stay away from that but we had that that we had that sort of period where we were allowed out again for a bit and like everyone yeah. was kind of like oh sick we're allowed to do stuff and we all sort of like t- tentatively went into the like pubs and like started hanging out again and like in groups of six and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and that was actually quite. Now I look back on that and I'm like, oh man, I fucking missed those days. Like it was that was quite yeah. sick. Yeah, it's true. And now it's gone back yeah. to the sort of second lockdown. I feel like that's all the fun of like it being stripped down and like whatever is that's all gone now. I'm like, yeah. I want a complicated life again. Yeah. I want to fucking yeah. feel anxiety for a bit and like, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. be surrounded by people. I don't like that much. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. It's true, man. Like, I feel like, um, I feel like now this, 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 this lockdown after Christmas, it was just like, ah, oh, this is it. It just still feels like 2020. Do you know what I mean? For me, it's just 2020 till till the summer, and then hopefully, you mm. can just, do you know what I mean? Well, the year the year starts when the lockdown ends, basically. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, this is um, a very useful part of the show um, for when you um, need things to do. It's the recommendation part. Obviously, the so we've all had so much more time on their hand on our hands. So, um, yeah, what have, you, what have you been watching or listening to or reading that you could recommend for the people still in Loco? In Loco, uh, what could I off, like recently? I've seen a few sick things. Um, the Sound of Metal, the Riz Ahmed film, oh, man, Me. mad, yeah, yeah, that was so that was good. a proper like blew my mind sort of uh movie. That's a good one, definitely watch that. That's the best film I've seen in a while, and like not only the uh, 
the like the storyline, but his acting is just yeah, insane. and it's just it's just such an original like story as well. Like a it's it's sort of a an insight into a world that you just don't even think about, if you know what yeah. I mean. Which is like where the best stories yeah. exist a lot of the time. Hundred percent. There's also that uh, on the same sort of like on that note that one that you recommended. Uh, I'm going to try and say it in a, in a French accent. Les Miserables. Oh, come oh, on. <laughs> yeah. That one, yeah. though. That's a, another one that's like, it feels so authentic and like uh, another of those films that you watch and you're like, fuck, you, like, you feel like you've been on a journey sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, good. I mean, it's an amazing. That one's on Netflix as well, if whoever wants to watch it, because it's easy to get. I think, is Sound of Metal, that's still not out yet, is it? Properly. I don't Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I got that. <laughs> oh. No, that's you, you must have got a link direct from uh, the Oscars. Someone, that. somebody yeah. else's, somebody else's laptop supplied it. Nothing to do with Pirate Bay. No, exactly. No, no, no. no don't tell me you will get raided. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That and that's true. You will get raided. A guy we know was adamant that it does happen. <laughs> that's a story, you know, Ryland. Oh yeah. So yeah. everyone out there, when we used to do the webisodes, there used to be this guy called Ryland that we knew, and we used his house and. We made him like another character in one of the episodes, but he's pretty much like that in real life. And uh, first time I met him, he was like, yeah, I've got two terabytes worth of uh, illegally download films on um, and, and music on my hard drive. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> and he was, like, he was like, yeah, so, you know what I mean? It's a little bit, little bit of a dodgy one. I was like, why? And he was like, well, you could get raided at any time. So you're taking that risk. <laughs> shit. He was such an amazing fine man yeah he was like when we when we met him it was just like oh my god we need to just yeah we need to just include him i remember when i first met him and he was in that flat that we filmed in but like surrounding him was kind of like his i don't know it was like he had all his music equipment like lighting equipment yeah, and was very like you're not allowed to go there. Like, you're, yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to angle. enter that realm. And I, yeah. I found him fascinating immediately. Yeah, he's a techie guy, man. Yeah, shout out Ryland, man, Brian Air. Yeah, do you reckon he listens to your podcast and stuff? Don't know. I feel like he would. Yeah, yeah. Does he message you or anything? It, it, nah, I ain't spoken to him for yet. Ryland, if you're out there, get in contact, man. Yeah, have him as a guest, please. Ryland. We should get Ryan Air on. Hundred percent sick. If if anyone out there is listening and knows the reference we're talking about, message us about Ryanair and we'll try and track him down and get him on. Yeah, man, like Ryan, he's genuinely an interesting character, man. Um, yeah, he is. Oh yeah. So what? What I've been what? I've, do you know what I've started watching? Kind of again that I had seen a bit of, but I realised I hadn't seen like most of it. Was like the US Office, the American Office. I I haven't oh, seen like oh, loads of it. I haven't seen. Yeah. And I got kind of put off because so good. When I first started watching it, I was sort of still, I had the, the English office in my head too much. And I was kind of like, yeah. oh, it's just nowhere near as good. It's too wacky and like whatever. But mm. the levels are amazing, man. When, when you when you just sort of separate it from that, from the, the yeah. English one, it's yeah. so yeah, different. I find you just got to look at them as two separate entities. And also yeah. another tip is to start a series two because then they're not yeah. just recreating series one storylines. Uh, but I'm like... Fucking Steve Carell's a G, man. Yeah, he's a, he makes it, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's kind of like he pushes things to the 
like he gets away with so much. He pushes yeah. things to the to the edge where I'm like, I would never think that that could be all right in a like mainstream comedy. For like he's proper yeah. like racist and sexist. Like he says some of the worst shit in it, but he does it in this weird. So he gets away with it because he's kind of adorable. Yeah, he's innocent. Yeah, like a, like a child. You know, like when a child yeah. doesn't understand something and it's like, whoa, you can't say that. But he's not saying it from like an evil way. It's just the child doesn't know. It's just a misunderstanding. Yeah. It all comes from a place where he just wants everyone to like him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I love yeah. that you always think he's learned his lesson and then he sort of pulls the carpet from underneath right at the last minute. Which Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I enjoy the small weird things that make him happy, like yeah. um, like that restaurant he goes to with Chilies. Jan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just little little things like that are amazing because it yeah, makes you think yeah. of like you want to know more. And his little TV and the fucking <laughs> and he's sick at hockey. Yeah, amazing at hockey and what's it called? The grill at the bottom. <laughs> His bed and shit. Like <laughs> yeah, there's one episode. <laughs> yeah, he burns his foot and then it cuts to him going, All right, then. So, you know, sometimes I like to wake up to the smell of bacon in the morning. All right. Is that that weird? So I put a little grill at the end of my bed, wake up 10 minutes before my alarm goes off and put a bit of bacon on there, go back to sleep, and I burnt my foot this morning. <laughs> 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 and then and then it gets to the point where he's got a man in a wheelchair coming into the office to give a talk and he keeps on sort of agreeing with him and saying <laughs> that he can relate oh, yeah. with his bubble wrap foot. It's so they take it so far, man, but it's incredible. Yeah. Nah, it's amazing, man. Fuck yeah. Anyone that hasn't watched the American Office because they're uh, a yeah. diehard UK office fan, give it a go, man. Shout out Esau. He he got in it recently as well. Yeah, just don't watch yeah. it thinking of the English one. Yeah, ignore that. No, just think of you guys. Yeah, think of me. Yeah. Yeah, mostly. Do you know what I watched this weekend? This, this is more like a sort of serious and uh, intense, but it that uh, can't get you out of my head. Is it? Is that what it's called? The Adam Curtis documentary. Oh, my days. The BBC thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like a... I mean, it's hard to even describe what it is. It's like a documentary about human sort of power struggles and the, the history of like how we've ended up kind of where we are is like a I guess politically and yeah I guess it's good because it it kind of helps to understand like because I'm interested in like conspiracy theories and shit like that and it sort of touches on that stuff but like it helps get a sense of how fucking complicated it all is and how you can't really like distill it all down to just like there's a few people who are making these big decisions and that's the that's the whole problem with conspiracy theories is that like Or even just like people trying to get their heads around stuff like COVID obviously is a big one at the moment, but yeah, it's like, you don't, you have to think about all of the things that have informed all of the things that have got us to this point. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, and it runs so deep and it's so complex and it's, it's an interesting uh, yeah. thing about that program is that it, it doesn't just show like we've always seen, you know, I don't know, like America, the superpower and why they're where they are and, and politically like things that have happened in, in these first world countries. But mm. it, it shows you like that all corners of the world, what's happening at exactly the same time and yeah. how that's how that's raised a in a negative or positive way, like a social awareness to, to one thing and, and pushes people towards a certain thing. And like the history of uh, conspiracy theories and where that sort of almost fashion came from, like before people. Yeah. Do you know what the maddest thing is that 
I had never heard of the. There's a thing in it called Operation Headfuck. Yeah, I had no Where it's uh, where it's basically these geezers like start a rumor. They start deliberately a conspiracy theory about the Bavarian Illuminati. Yeah, and they and they just they put a like an article in like Playboy to um, just deliberately plant that sort of idea and to try and like experiment with how far that could go. And it's literally like people now, like to this day, are still talking about the Illuminati and, and sort of that's where it's stuck. That's the seed of it. Like, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. I was looking at that, like, how have I never even heard of that before? Yeah, same. There's so many things on there that, um, that are really educational. To, I mean, even to people like yourself, like you said, you're interested in these things anyway. Yeah. And some of it is pretty big as well. It's not like a little underground. You know what I mean? It's like where conspiracy theories came from. Do you know what I mean? It's obviously public knowledge. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, no, it's a sick program. Man. It's it's one of them ones as well. It's like, I'm only on episode two, by the way. What, what How many have you seen? Uh, I'm on the last one now. So okay, six. Yeah. Because I, I kind of wonder where it goes. What, what, uh, this sounds amazing. What's think, this called? I think it's called Can't Get You Out of My Head. Yeah. I play it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's proper, man. I'm going to watch that tonight. you gotta be, you got to be sort of like, you got to be ready. you got to be sitting up, engaged vibes. Because yeah. it's like, it's quite... Oh, I'm ready. It's quite like, it's, it's, quite a lot of history and politics bang, bang, and bang. shit. But like, it's, oh, it's interesting because like, it... sounds like me. But it, <laughs> it does it in a way that's like quite... Uh, quite like interesting little stories rather than like trying to do every, you know, like the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so it's good. For it's people. not like old paintings and that. No. It's fucking footage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there we go. It's really yeah. good for people like you with a tiny mind, Hugo. Yeah. Just yeah. little bits here and there. Little, ca- little yeah. case studies. Little, yeah. little unique. Okay. <laughs> little individuals. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, because if Sipa can walk, I can definitely watch <laughs> It's also directed really nicely as well, though. It's like quite. Um, it's almost like at times it looks like something that you'd see. Um, you know, like when you're walking through like an art gallery and there's like a little room playing something. Yeah, it's like that, no, it's it? like the, uh, the all the sort of archive footage is so sick. Yeah, and the soundtrack, the music they use. Yeah, is sick the music is sick. Yeah, it's true. It's it's really well done, man. It's good. Hey guys, it's it's Ron here. Um, I've been feeling a little bit anxious recently. Um. But I'm I, I, I'm hoping to get over it. Um, so I'm just having a little listen to this podcast to calm me down right now. Um, okay, see y'all later. All right, let's take this back a little, Stevie. Um, do you know what? I was going to say I know loads, but actually there's loads that I probably don't know. Um, I'm t- Basically, I want to know, like, way before, like, PJDN and all that, what was your, like, first... Um, like, what did you want to be creatively, and what what was your first step into that? You know. Uh, <laughs> trying to think. That's right. I mean, we can cut the thing. Out, yeah, just cut all that out. Uh, yeah. I don't know. When I was a kid, I I mean, even when I was like a teenager, I didn't really know what I wanted to do or anything. I didn't have any sort of. I was just sort of going along with it step by step so it's like sort of in school just to get grades and then like get to the next stage of that get mm-hmm. a levels get you know what i mean i was just yeah, sort of, of uh, i was kind of academic i guess a bit like i wanted to get good grades and stuff like that and then um yeah that's what interests me because um like when i speak to like 
you know, like Hugo or Asim or whatever, I'd be like, obviously, I know your first thing was music and that got you into it. Do you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and especially me and Hugo, we never thought, are we going to, you know, like, we're going to write a script one day. That wasn't in our, do you know what I mean? So it's like, I know, yeah. and I know DJ and stuff like that. So like, I guess like, yeah, what was your first, like, I guess in terms of, sort of sense of, of in the art world, I guess in t- it like relevant kind of uh, moments would be kind of DJing and doing stuff with Hugo just, and like, and obviously my other mates as well, who were sort of funny and, and being, sort of the clowns in school and stuff like that that oh, was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a natural thing that we didn't really i guess we weren't aware of at the time but now you look back and you think oh yeah i guess that was kind of an important part of my uh me becoming who i'm who i am sort of thing yeah we were definitely yeah. the clowns in school and like uh were you, were you the did first you thing two, i wrote you t- how, when did you two meet each other how long like we literally raised together who me and steve yeah yeah, year seven. We met in secondary school. Right, yeah. I moved down his street, basically. So do you do you two remember um when when you kind of realized you clicked with a sense of humor kind of thing? He took his top off, I jumped on his back. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the exact moments really. I guess it sort of would have been like, you know, those sort of moody like uh teenage kind of relationships where you're like you kind of just stand like together at the train station and then you kind of gradually realize that you're mates kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like proximity kind of brought us together and then also the fact we knew like... I do uh, remember, I remember when I first met you, I went and played football with you and your brothers and I was like, fucking hell, like they're really good. This isn't even fun. Like, we like, were like I don't even like... But we used to be intense because when we played, it was like, it was proper like uh, everyone wearing... People wearing like serious full kits serious. and stuff. Remember that guy John? There was a geezer called John. Shout out John. Oh, was it John Richardson? I think his name was. And he used to he used to come and play with us, but he was always in goal. But he had a full goalie outfit with the gloves, <laughs> everything, well intense. And obviously, we're yeah. like because we're brothers. I think we're just competitive with each other, and that sort of yeah. rubs off on everyone else who's playing as well. So it's just this like really organised game. Yeah, it was serious. But I do remember, <laughs> Yeah, shout out Albo that listens to this. I, I do remember we went swimming and Albo wore white trunks and me and you both found it proper joke and he got really pissed off about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but then we all went McDonald's after and I feel like that was kind of, uh, I guess, a moment where it was like, oh, yeah. It's this joke hanging around with these guys. That's how I felt. No, no, no. Yeah. Do you know what? You no, know I asked Steve because, and then, you know, and Hugo again had to validate the story, but, um, and I prove it, sorry, because when I asked Steve, when I asked Hugo that, he said, um, it's, a, you know, it was the moment I realized that uh, there's something special there. And when I asked you, you said it was proximity. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was proximity at first. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I realized it was special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's like a it's a weird thing though. When you're growing up, you don't really have an eye on like how you're developing or what you're becoming yeah. or anything like that. You're just sort of you're just caught up in like the day to day sort of uh, fucking around with your mates and everything. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's sort of what it was in a way. And and I think looking back, it's obvious that like there was a few key people in my life that would 
that sort of uh, were catalysts in my like creative stuff and and especially music. Hugo is definitely a massive part of my musical kind of uh, development, I guess. Becoming a DJ, like doing buying vinyl and stuff, that was all just me and Hugo. I didn't really know other people that were doing that really yeah. that much. But and uh, same with um, you and sort of putting me onto like rap and Neptunes and shit like that and 80s music. Our mate Tim is another person who I have to shout for that sort of uh, musical influence. Like he he had these like older cousins who were very into music and I remember they they were proper like like nerds about it. And it was, yeah, it was at that time where Neptunes were making their sickest beats. Like Timberland was making amazing stuff and we were like massive collectors of all of that. And then there was like, yeah, there was the eighties stuff. Like he got me into Prince, and um, mm. and I was, I got, I got so into Prince that the first script I ever wrote was uh, for it was um, entitled "Letter to Prince." It almost was though. It was, it was a, it was our sixth form pantomime, right? Right. And we, every year there was like this sixth form pantomime that we performed to like um, the old people's home would come in as our like audience and obviously like the mums and dads and whatever and uh sweet and so we but it was always ridiculous like it was chaotic and there wasn't like a it wasn't high standard at all so it was like I felt like yeah I could do this I can write this and I wrote it was it was Aladdin but it was uh a sort of mental version of Aladdin where basically I was the genie and I was like northern so it's called our lad instead of Aladdin and the the whole soundtrack and and I I was also I was going out with the girl who's playing the princess oh, and God. at the end the genie just the genie just scooped up the princess and basically was just like went off with the princess that was the twist at the end and uh, <laughs> but, but the whole soundtrack was Prince like all the way through so there was like a whole bit where where we did like a whole dance to like when doves cry and like wow. it, none of it made any sense. Yeah. And even when I scooped up the princess at the end, the, the song playing, this would have gone over all the old people's heads was head by Prince, <laughs> which is <laughs> literally a song about getting head. <laughs> and that was like, to me, the, the most funny, like, uh, like hidden thing to like, yeah. Yeah. To put it to put in there. Yeah, it's very mm. naughty. Very naughty. Yeah. So there's yeah, there was stuff like there was stuff that, like that's, that. I, that's that's what I mean. Stuff like that I don't know anything about. Um because like I never even like writing a script or anything like at that age wouldn't have ever come into my head. Do you know what I mean? So I guess yeah. it always was in you to explore that role, I guess. Yeah, but I think it was partly that obviously there was just this tradition of like people the sort of six formers doing this like ridiculous play and it was like mm. there wasn't sort of I guess because I was so uh I loved like being at school and even six form like I, I just like the social side of it so I was always yeah. like kind of into that stuff and I wasn't threatened by the idea of doing like now it sort of seems quite mad that I would be the the one that would like volunteer to do something like that in a way but uh yeah. But in that circle, I felt like I was, yeah, the one that was, gonna, like, I felt like it would be fun. It was just me and all my mates doing it. So it was sort of easy. Yeah. And just like, there was no pressure, really. And and I guess, like, um, like you say, it, it already been a tradition. So, yeah. you know, whatever, like, people, someone has to be the one that right put this, puts the script together. Exactly. 
Yeah. And I see like my mates the year before do it. And I was like, right. oh, yeah. they, they like had a proper fun time doing it and stuff. And uh, yeah. so I just thought, yeah. And I had an Asian friend, so he was obviously a laddie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sunny. That's actually, it's a bit weird when I think about it. But Was it Sunny? Yeah. Yeah, shout out Sunny, man. Sunny was our lad. Yeah, big up Sunny. Yeah, sick. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. Right about now, you are locked into the legendary Chat and Shit Podcast Lad with Alan Seep and Mustafa. You go check with and a nice little special guest there. So kick back, tune in and listen. You might hear something you like. Where did it go from there? Like we we met around the ages of 25, 24. So there's obviously a gap before. Yeah, so I guess when I went to uni, I was like I went to Sussex. I did English lit. I like studied books essentially, and uh, and I got quite into words. Like I was the you know the sort of uh, the power of words and stuff like that, and and storytelling as well. Like I was kind of into that, and and I I liked the idea of writing stuff. Uh, mm. So I sort of got into writing more there, and sort of was just like writing weird little sort of comics almost like just kind of bullshit i had a a thing that i wanted to do that was called back of the bus which was just like two dickheads at the back of a bus having a really disgusting conversation and i wanted to turn that into like a little animated series and then i had some other thing where i wanted to i wanted to do like a sort of south park but like the british version of south park and we we developed that for a little bit me and tim called like Wasteman, I think it was called. Everything's Wasteman. It's, <laughs> it's like uh, Asim, Asim simultaneously has started up a, a YouTube thing with the same name at the same time. Yeah. Just the laziest yeah. like uh, yeah. thing to call your project. But uh, 
so I did like a few little kind of create. I don't know. I just wanted to make things, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And uh, and then I came out of uni, was just in that fucking limbo where you're just like, like there's no jobs. I I got kind of stuck in Sussex because I couldn't like get a job in London and I couldn't afford to live in London without any work. So like, so I kind of got stuck in Sussex working for like the council in East Sussex, which is quite mad, but. <laughs> when i look back it's quite amazing as well because i met a lot of characters there yeah. and uh, yeah, it's inspirational yeah but that that's sort of around the time when i met you because i'm i basically saved up while i was there to go traveling as a sort of way of like i don't know making myself feel better yeah. about my life something almost. to look forward to <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. finally something and uh and then obviously yeah we we ended up hanging out in thailand and sort of doing a lot of like character development like voices and yeah sort of like yeah again it was like we weren't really aware that we were doing it at the time but it was like part of this thing that would then become us developing characters for a tv show and um the rest is history (laughs) now now we're here guys yeah Yeah. you talked about Uh, the rest of it on the podcast so it's fine yeah Yeah. but do you know what though what's interesting we found this with like when we chatted to like decoy and nilly and that but like Hearing your perspective of like, let's say, so the Thailand thing is you were out in Thailand and me and Hugo flew out there and it's pretty much the first time I've ever, I'd ever met you. Yeah. What was your perspective <laughs> on that uh, dynamic? Because you'd never met Sipa before and especially at that time, Sipa was quite intense. Like Only at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Time. Not anymore. Like we were still young. <laughs> like he would text you four yeah. nans, Jeremy. 50,000 times. That's not a joke. It's funnier. The, the more you do it, the funnier yeah, it gets. Or, yeah, yeah, the more annoying Or he'd call you and go, <laughs> yeah, my mate Joel's fuming at you, man, for what you did. You need to call him. <laughs> like, And then going, what? And oh, I've got to go. I'm about to go into somewhere. But I'll text you his number. Bye. And then, like, the shit like that. It's not even funny, but it is quite funny. And then you call Joel and be like, are you fuming at me? He's like, what? No. Oh, like... It's a sheep of being a dickhead, bro. Like, oh. <laughs> All right, man. I mean, he didn't like, I, I don't remember sort of getting pranked no. by Sipa so much. It was definitely a bit mad though, because we were like, me and Josh were sort of on this like uh, world like trip that we were doing. So we'd already come through China and like had this like mad fucking intense thing of like going from going to Beijing and then like down, we went down to Hong Kong and like um, we'd already sort of, felt like we were like on we had our big backpacks and like yeah you know what we, were, didn't it? we were like the archetypal like sort of traveler gap year twats basically yeah, and yeah, like yeah. literally and i was writing in a little pad i remember writing my like writing my gap year sort of chronicles <laughs> and like drawing like pictures and shit it's kind I of just thinking you and josh like sort of super calm like you know, calm, good vibes, mad calm, and then Sipa turns up, like fuming <laughs> yeah. at a taxi driver, fag hanging out his mouth. You know what? It's fucking boiling. I've Twenty snapbacks fucking... attached to my backpack. <laughs> yes. You know what though? Do you know what? I I loved it though because I was like, I kind of needed a the bit chaos of that because Josh is yeah. so, Josh is well chilled out and like yeah. it's it, he's the best traveling companion in the world like yeah i, I don't know if there's anyone else who Super i could calm, do that sort of amount of traveling no drama with. yeah we never had drama it was just even if we were just like 
dropped off at 3 a.m. on the top of a mountain and we didn't know where we were staying oh, and we couldn't speak the language. Yeah. We'd just be like very calmly just like all right cool yeah. let's head this yeah way. we're super and, and me to be fair would be like what the fuck is going on yeah looking at each other why don't we know what we're doing yeah. like <laughs> we're looking at you steve why yeah. don't you know what we're doing you're the tallest <laughs> one you should but know smoking fags you look from up there? you're the tallest one so you're our dad <laughs> but uh yeah it was fun like all of the also, I, just, all of... I wasn't specifically asking what it's like to meet me earlier. <laughs> yeah, you were. yeah yeah <laughs> so go into like the full moon parties and uh that stuff about like pretending to be on pills and and the sort of yeah, like yeah. it's the birth of like the steve shit and even like yeah. even just the appreciation of how like weird it all was and being able to laugh yeah, at everything yeah. so <laughs> fucking... much sleeping in a fucking game cafe on bunk beds fucking like, hell, waking yeah. up from fainting surrounded by kids with a painting of killer mario yeah. but what what you do like and i feel like both of you but especially Siba, is that like you're so tuned into like when things aren't kind of as you expect them to be <laughs> that it becomes and, and the comedy of that, though, and why that's, like, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when there's a, a weird, like, character in the room, you, like, you can look at each other and you all know, like, yeah, that guy's fucking that guy's joke. And, yeah. And, yeah. and when you when you have that sort of connection with someone, like, instantly, that, and you know you're all on the same wavelength, that's quite, like, unique. You, you almost don't have to say, like you say... All you need to do, I've been in meetings with you, Steve, when someone says something that no one even noticed. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll just look at each other in the corner. All right, carry on looking straight forward. And we know then that we've basically gone. <laughs> it's, <laughs> worse, it's worse on Zoom. I see you do it on Zoom sometimes yeah. where like somebody's, somebody's saying something really serious, but they'll use like a weird word or something. And then you just go. <laughs> yeah. Or, or I see you look down at your, like, at your phone and I know I'm about to get yeah, a text same. being like. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Or, or I heard you, mate. Yeah, but yeah, but that right. but that sort of um, way of looking at the world and the sort of uh, just the sort of being tuned into the ridiculousness of of the world is like is such a good thing to I don't know to to sort of have and a good way to like um, process everything and to and to like enjoy things because it's like it just makes everything funny yeah and uh yeah. and i feel like after that it, even for the rest of the trip i feel like i had that in my head a little bit like because because yeah. i'd sort of experienced that in thailand sort yeah of thing. fucking so many amazing moments <laughs> man this is a great time yeah also yeah I, this is probably more of a poignant moment do you know do you remember the moment where so like beats and grinder well they weren't even called that then they were just two voices me and Hugo used to do. Yeah. And then we spoke to you about like a, a fuckhead character and you came up with Steve's and that was, we used to go up to people, like you said, on the beaches out there and, and you'd pretend you're buzzing out your mind to it like was, people that were on. But it I, wasn't I remember, even like, I don't feel like there was a separation between all the characters. It was, mm. it was more like we all, we all were doing this like, yeah, what are you saying? Like bass and grinder. It was like, that, that was sort of, yeah, yeah. it was all one mm. voice. And then the Steve's version Steve's was a sort of slightly different, more extreme version of the same yeah, voice yeah. almost. But like, even in the early um, YouTube stuff, all three of us are kind of doing the same voice, yeah. but like yeah. slight, slightly different. And it was, it was a voice based on that trip, yeah, it was, really. It was sort yeah. of like a voice that you do, Sipa. 
and like in that trip we all kind of took it on and with a character i guess it's the proper yeah, Chesterton yeah. voice that yeah, original, original Chesterton voice right, right. Yeah. yeah but then yeah. when it and that's yeah. that's where the Steve's like the S on the end came from from yeah, that, exactly. from that voice yeah. that Chesterton's right yeah yeah because I remember us uh, being on like um I think it was like a twelve hour coach or some shit it was a train then, yeah or a train with yeah. the bunker yeah. no not that oh shit but like another time we was on a coach and I remember you being behind us and you saying like we should maybe try and do something with these characters or something like that. And I remember being like, yeah, yeah, definitely. But in my mind thinking, no, nothing ever happens. You can't yeah. do shit. Nothing happens, man. Like That could never happen. But I remember we'd done a Blazing Unit and you were aware, you you were like talking about Blazing Unit and you sort of were like, oh, because you were MC, obviously. So it was like... Uh, oh, yeah. And I feel like we'd sort of stopped doing it at that point, but we were kind of like... Wait, hold on. You've got to explain what Blazing Unit is. Oh, yeah. So, Bla- yeah, so Blazing Unit was a sort of uh, a fake garage crew on MySpace mm-hmm. that was basically basically me and Hugo, Leon... And Josh. And Josh. But, yeah, basically, at that point, I feel like we'd sort of stopped doing it. So, like, when we were when we were doing these, these kind of new voices, I, I guess we were sort of trying to figure out where they could live or what we should do with them. Oh, do you know what? And whether... Me and Hugo watched fuckloads of Tower Block Dreams yeah. as well before mm. we come out and met you. So I think that's what was in our heads as well, the whole pirate radio set. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I think we yeah. might have explained it to you without seeing it, probably the whole trip. Yeah. I feel like even after, like, I, I watched it, but I wasn't, like, as obsessed. Like, I didn't, I hadn't sort of learned it as much as you lot had, in a way. Yeah. Like, I wasn't... Yeah watching it back like over and over again so so it wasn't it wasn't as much in my head as it was in yours i guess but i, I can't remember the point where we started thinking of i feel like, like it was pretty much yeah when you got back i think when you got back you just came round to my flat with Hugo's flat yeah yeah with ben and, yeah. We, and we was like yeah we're gonna try and film something yeah yeah all like all like we were chatting about it because also before we did that studio time thing People just do nothing. Not many people know this. It's a scoop. But uh, it was going to be about a tower block. And in different rooms, you had different characters. Like in different flats, you had different yeah. characters. But that, I feel like that was later. I feel like that was when we'd already done the sort of the core characters. And then and then we started thinking, After how, could we, time. Yeah, how could we take it yeah. to another level? Right, yeah. But, but before that, I remember we were filming stuff while we were in Thailand. So there was videos of like, that I've got of you like on the beach where you're like beaning and just sort of running yeah, up to yeah. the camera going, Shaper. Yes, bro. I need to be on pills. Yeah. And I was sending you videos after that as well. And and I guess we were sending each other stuff of like us yeah. kind of uh pretending doing those characters a little bit. And then I guess yeah. it evolved into like, let's do a slightly more polished version of that where we're together. Mm. Yeah. I, I I guess that's how it happened in my in my head. And then yeah, like you say, when I got back, I was just so like bored of what I was doing and and like sort of this felt like something to sort of grab hold of like like a creatively like a sort of opportunity to and a catalyst to make something more interesting you know and and more sort of uh with people that were like yeah because I I feel like 
like when you were saying about your uni thing about back of the bus and then your South Park idea with Tim, I, I remember you talking about that. And when we would meet up, Blazing Unit was, that was your pushing, like you, you that was your sort of idea to do that. And I, I facilitated yeah, it. Because you were learning, that was when you started learning beats at that time, like as in you were, you were learning production. Yeah. So you were, it was like some of the first beats you were making. Yeah. Was was the blazing you? But then beat. I also feel people just do nothing. Like you were the like what you said. You, you were the one sort of with the push, like t- turning up with Ben. Obviously, we knew about it, but sort of making yeah making it be filmed. Yeah, I feel like me and Hugo, like even with music, I was going to say like it, everything just felt like it, it was just I don't know. It's pointless because nothing ever happens, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like we didn't yeah. really have that confidence, yeah. that push. You know, and that's why we all work so well together. I feel like you were the first person that, well, I'd met anyway, but like collectively, you know, me and Hugo had met that would put these ideas into into something and say, let's yeah, do let's something. Try it. Do you know what I'm like, saying? I don't think if yeah. you didn't turn up with Ben and you weren't like, I want to try something, I don't think it would have it would have just existed on our phones and yeah. yeah, yeah. And again, it's that's that's a that's another key person. I would say like Ben being so because ben's proper proactive as well so like he yeah ben murray he's got like the fact that he's now like got his own production company and is like you know like a a successful director like he he was doing stuff back then Mm. like making music videos like we made a music video we made one for you yeah 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 yeah. uh wait for me it was sick but even before that Ben had me flyering with him at Fabric at fucking 5am. I was like, nothing else to do. Yeah. Like, but he was putting on raves. Yeah, he was very proactive, like dub plates and yeah. he was on it. And I feel like after Thailand was also when I started hanging out with Ben more as well. So yeah. it was like, there was all these catalysts that were all kind of pushing towards like making things. And, and with you lot, obviously, it was just like, these are these are some funny people with, and this felt like a strong idea. Once we started thinking of it in terms of like, it's basically like The Office, but a pirate radio station. Like it's a fake documentary about a pirate radio. Like that just felt like instantly, that's a sick, like that's a good idea. And it's got like the music that we love. We can all DJ and MC, like we can play these characters and like, and know what we're doing. I think that's so an important it, thing yeah. to grow, like the, the, the fact that like, we all shared the same taste in comedy, uh, not just like sense of humor, but like the type of comedies we'd watched and the style of comedy as well. So like having that, uh, it wasn't like a thing of like, well, I'm kind of into this and I'm kind of into that. It's like, yeah, we all love The Office and we want to make it as real as possible. Mm. So like documentary format, there's no question. Like we just found that the funniest at the time because we found real life so funny. Exactly. Yeah, that that was the only comedy that we were kind of into, really. Yeah, what you touched on is is important, Steve, with the fact that um you were in a it felt like you were in a little bit of a sort of stale dead end in your life kind of thing, and I think we all were at the same time. Yeah. That's why everyone wanted to put something towards this because they were doing nothing better. It's true. Yeah, had nothing but drive. It's kind of a reflection of the like the education system a, a little bit as well, though. That like. Like I was saying, I, I'm very, I was just kind of going through the motions of like getting to A-levels, then getting my degree or whatever. And then you come out of it and there's nothing there. Like there's, yeah. 
you don't get any sort of like reward for for getting out of like completing yeah, you're it. You kind of spat out with everyone else. This is a prime example of it, though. This yeah. is a prime example of it because you, Steve, were academic. You did everything. You went to uni. You passed. Yeah. Mm. Me and Hugo weren't academic. We went college. We tried to go uni. We yeah. failed, and we both f- found ourselves in exactly the same place in life. Essentially. Yeah. yeah exactly. But, but the the difference is is that like for me or you to get a job at the council would be quite tough. Yeah, Steve was winning. Yeah, that's crazy though, isn't it? Like the fact that like the fact that you have to have a degree to get the lowest level admin job, like yeah. in the shittest place. Like it's me and Steve were like retail. Depressing. Like that. That's pretty much call centers or retail is the option fucking i'm so glad that we spunked that last student loan on thailand boy (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously though it it kind of goes to show how like valuable life experiences are and and like social experiences are and the sort of i mean it's a fucking grim thing to start like talking about in the middle of a pandemic where we're not allowed to have contact but like it's so key like all of those experiences yeah Mm. without them you can you can learn every bit of fucking data you can find but like it's not gonna it's not gonna enrich your life like you gotta get out and hang out with people and enjoy yourself yes you man you man been on any drillings recently no g not say man calm calm you guys heard of the new Beats and Grinder podcast? Nah, G. I heard it's their man in real life, though. That's what I'm saying. It's so cotch. Oh, gee, that sounds so crazy. It is, man. It is. Calm. Calm, G. Well, that was an absolute bloodbath. I know. I was really getting into it then. Laugh. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes you've got to stop the laugh. Yeah. And you've got to wait for another part. Oh, you're it's too joking. Long. Yeah, because if you laugh for too long, what happens? Mm-hmm. You get tired and your cheeks No, up. No, your ribs fall out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So be careful out there. Okay, trigger warning for anyone that's nearly died from laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyone with really loose ribs on the scene. Yeah. yeah, be careful. Okay, part two coming soon. Get ready to enjoy again. Thank you. All right, see you later. Yeah. Will everyone shut the fuck up? I want to give a crazy, stupid, dope fly shout out to everyone involved in this podcast. No, fuck that. Who's the brain that produces this show, man? Man like Rupert Magending. And who's the audio editor? James Torrance, check it. Who's the video editor? Ha ha, James Lord. And who does all the uh, illustrations? It's Alice and the Egg. Mad on the visuals, bruh. Shout out all the posse down at ACAS Laboratory. Hip hop, hip hop. Am I right, hustler? You're not wrong, Playboy Valentino. 